Amen. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. You know, as I was at the back there, just, you know, waiting for my turn, if you like. <laughs> I just realized that the Lord indeed has been speaking His word to our hearts. Amen. Right from all that He has been saying to us, even through the last prayer session. So I believe what the Lord will want me to do this morning is to re-emphasize these things. Amen. Praise the Lord. So I want you to tune yourself again so that as the Lord says it, you, maybe you hear it the second time. You know, the, the psalmist says, I don't know if the psalmist says, uh, once have I spoken, once has the Lord spoken, but how many times have I heard it? Twice. Now the Lord is going to say it twice. <laughs> Amen. Praise the Lord. Before we go into the world, let's just take this song to worship the Lord. It says, I exalt thee. Amen. I exalt thee. For thou, O God, art high above all the air. I am exalted far above for thou, O Lord, for thou, O Lord, art high above all the earth. Thou art exalted far above all. I exalt thee. I want you to sing unto the Lord. I exalt thee. I exalt thee. I exalt thee. I We exalt thee, we exalt Jesus, we exalt thee. Father, we exalt thee, we exalt Don't you just go ahead and speak to him? Don't ask him anything, don't ask him to do anything for you, just worship him, just exalt him because he is the Almighty. There is none that can be compared with him. The Bible says he sits upon the his throne in heaven, and the earth is his footstool. All nature, all things bow before him. I want you to just say, Lord, I bow before you today. I worship you, Lord. I give you glory, Lord, we give you glory, we give you honor. 
We give you adoration. We give you thanks. We give you praise, O God. We say, be thou exalted, O God. Let your glory fill this place, O God. Let your glory rise up in our hearts, in our minds, in our spirits, O God. Let your power be manifest, O God, today. Speak to our hearts indeed, O God. And let your Holy Spirit saturate, O Lord. Come, Holy Spirit, we need you. Come, sweet Spirit, we pray. Come, in your strength and your power. Oh, come, you to just ask that the Spirit indeed will refresh you today. The Spirit of power, Spirit of wisdom, Spirit of knowledge, Spirit of understanding, Spirit of counsel and, and might. The Spirit of the knowledge of God. The Spirit of understanding. The Spirit of, of grace. Let the Holy Spirit refresh you today. Ask for it. It is your entitlement. It is the promise of the Father. Holy Spirit, God, Holy Spirit, we need you. to come before your presence. Thank you for the blood. The blood that speaketh better things than the blood of Abel. The blood of restoration. The blood of reconciliation. The blood that, that removed, oh God, the, 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 the power that the enemy had over us. The power of sin. That cleansed us. Made us acceptable before you. To stand in the place of righteousness. Lord, we thank you for that blood. We thank you for the entrance that the blood has opened unto us, unto your presence. Lord, we thank you for the manifest presence of your Spirit this day, O God. We ask indeed, let your Spirit do a new thing in the lives of every one of us standing before you this day. In the mighty name of Jesus. Let it be the beginning of a new experience indeed, O God. That our lives will indeed will speak of you. That our lives indeed will look like yours. 
And men will see it and know that indeed, these ones are marked out. These ones are different. These ones have been with you. Let this be our experience this day, O God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, we release everyone before you. We release everyone from every hold of the enemy. We bring to naught every walk of the enemy in any life, O God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Blessed be your holy name. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. One more time. This to the Lord, indeed with assurance. The Bible says when we pray, we have this confidence. Amen? That He hears us. Amen? In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Please be seated. This morning, I'm just going to recap on some of the things we have shared already. A brother was talking earlier about fulfilling your calling in life. Was talking about every one of us. Are we playing our part? Are we meeting God's expectation for our lives? Incidentally, we were sharing something similar yesterday, and I believe the Lord is just reemphasizing this. Praise the Lord. You now, if we look at the life of Jesus, we know clearly that Jesus fulfilled his purpose. Let's look at the book of John quickly. John chapter 12. In verse 24, the Bible says, Verily, verily, I say unto you. That's Jesus. He said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, it abided alone. But if it die, it bringeth forth much fruit. Amen? So the wheat corn gets into the ground and dies. And then what happens? It brings forth much fruit. Amen? There's so many things we can say here, but the Bible is telling us, God is telling us that there is a dying that is necessary before we can bring forth fruit. Amen? Praise the Lord. He said, he that loveth his life shall lose it, and he that hated his life in this world shall keep it unto life eternal. If any man serve me, let him follow me. And where I am, there shall also my servant be. Amen? If any man serve me, him with my, him with my what? My father honor. Now is my soul troubled. Amen? You know, Jesus was preparing himself to do what here? To do what? To do the will of the Father. And what was the will of the Father? To die. <laughs> Amen? He was actually preparing himself to go and die. Now, you, nobody, has anybody ever prepared himself to die here? <laughs> Praise the Lord. But he was getting ready to go to the cross. He was going to die. And that's why he made that starting off statement that except, he was saying that except I die, I cannot fulfill the will of God. I cannot bring forth much fruit. The Bible says he died so that we can come alive. We are the fruit he was talking about. Amen? He died 
went to that cross to open an entrance before to God. I mean, before to, for us before God. Amen. So that our the, the works of the enemy will, will end in our lives. Amen. So he says, but it was not a, an easy journey. He said, but now is my soul troubled. What shall I say? He said, Father, save me from this hour. He was almost wishing he didn't have to do it. But for this cause came I into this hour. Amen? It was almost like a conflict. He said, Lord, can you take this cup from me? But then the Spirit of God must have ministered to him. He said, this is the very reason why you have come. Amen? In the book of 1 John 3, the Bible says, For this cause, for this very cause, Jesus came to this hour. And what was that cause? For this very cause, Jesus came to this hour. It says in verse 8, I'll just read the second part of verse 8. For this purpose, the Son of God was what? Was manifested. That he might destroy the works of the devil. Amen? Jesus had a clear purpose. He had a clear agenda. He came for that cause. And it was not an easy cause. It required him to die. He went to the cross and died. And did he fulfill that cause? Praise the Lord. In the book of Isaiah 61. In fact, if you go to Isaiah 11 first. Bible says, and there shall come forth a rod. There shall come forth a rod out of the stem of who? Of Jesse. And a branch shall grow out of his roots. He was talking about the Lord. This was prophecies long before Jesus was born. Amen? Bible says, God had foreordained before the foundations of the world, that we should be chosen, right? In Ephesians 1. This is all part of God's grand plan. Amen? It says, And the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the Spirit of wisdom and understanding, the Spirit of counsel and might, the Spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. Amen? That was a promise about the different ministries of the Spirit that will be in operation in the life of Jesus. The Bible says in verse 3, And shall make him of quick understanding in the fear of the Lord. And he shall judge after, and he shall not judge after the sight of his eyes, neither reprove after the hearing of his, of his ears, but with righteousness shall he judge the poor and reprove with equity for the meek of the earth. And he shall smite the earth with the rod of his mouth and with the breath of his lips shall he stay and he slay the wicked. And righteousness shall be the girdle of his loins and faithfulness the girdle of his reins. Amen? Praise the Lord. So this was the promise. This was the promise. And in Isaiah 61 that promise was repeated. The Bible says, the Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord had anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, 
to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to them that are bound. And on and on and on. We know the, we know the scripture. Amen? Praise the Lord. And Jesus realized this promise. He realized it and he fulfilled it. Praise the Lord. So we see that for a man to fulfill the promise of God, the purpose of God in his life, he clearly needs the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God is the power of God in our lives to help us to fulfill all that we have been praying about. It is the Spirit of God. Last two weeks, we've been talking about this. Our pastor shared about it. Our pastor was also talking about imitating Christ. And today we're talking about it as well. But the Lord is telling us, you can't do these things on your own strength. Amen? You need me. Without the Spirit of God in our lives, we can do nothing. Amen? Without the Spirit of God in our lives, we can do nothing. Praise the Lord. And Jesus, in the book of Luke, somewhere he says, he read that same scripture. He says, the Bible says he found that place. And he went to the temple, opened the book. And what did he read? He read out this same scripture. And he said, this day is this scripture fulfilled in your midst. Praise the Lord. So we see that first thing, he knew his purpose. He knew the exact reason why he has been called. He knew that he had to die so that many more fruits can be brought to glory. In the book of Hebrews, in Hebrews chapter 2, It says, Thou made him a little lower than the angels. It was talking about man. From verse 7. Thou criest in with glory and honor, and didst set him over the works of thy hands. Thou hast put all things in subjection under his feet. For in that he put all, all in subjection under him, he left nothing. He left nothing that is not put under him. But now we see who? He said, we see not yet all things under him, but we see who? But we see Jesus. We see Jesus, who was made a little lower than angels. He was made in the form of man. For the suffering of death. But after he has suffered that death, he now is crowned with glory and honor. Amen? That he, by the grace of God, should taste death for every man. It's because Jesus died and redeemed us that we don't have to die again. Amen? Once we are born again, we don't die again. Amen? Jesus has tasted death for every man. Amen? Praise the Lord. He said, he had to do this through suffering. He went through suffering, verse 10. He said, 
For it became him for whom are all things by, by, and by whom are all things in bringing many sons unto glory. And who are those many sons? If you are one of them, let me see your hand. Amen. And if you are not one of them, you will be today. Amen. He said, in bringing many sons to glory, to make the captain of their, of their salvation perfect. Through what? Through suffering. Amen. Jesus went through all that suffering so that the works of the enemy will stop in your life. Amen. The works of the enemy have been stopped and destroyed in your life. Amen. We need to understand this and we need to exercise that authority. Praise the Lord. Because he has already paid the price. In the book of Isaiah that we read, he went on to say how he is going to destroy all those works of the enemy. Verse 3 says, To appoint unto them that mourn in Zion, to give unto them beauty for ashes. I don't know what is making you mourn or what is causing you sadness. Jesus went to the cross for that same purpose. Amen? He said, to give unto them beautiful ashes, the oil of joy for mourning. The garments of praise for the spirit of heaviness. You know, our brother brother was talking about the psalmist in verse 42. The psalmist was, was, his spirit was heavy. But then what did he do? He was talking to God. And he was being refreshed by the spirit of God. Amen? To, to remove that spirit of mourning from you, the spirit of God will come in. It's the spirit of joy. Amen? It's the spirit of praise. Amen? Praise the Lord. So we need the spirit of God in our lives. We need to refresh ourselves daily by his, by his you know, presence in our lives. Amen? And that's where mourning will go, heaviness will go. He said that we might be called the trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, so that He might be glorified. Amen? Praise the Lord. And we saw it in, in the in book of Matthew 11. Just uh, let me just get clear to that. Let's look at verse five. If you're there, please read for me. Praise the Lord. You know, this was a very interesting experience because after Jesus had already spoken these words about himself and he went into ministry, the Bible says it came to pass, if you read from verse 1, when Jesus had made an end of commandment, commanding his, his 12 disciples, 
he departed thence to teach and to preach in the cities. Now, you know, John, who was a forebearer, who was a forerunner of Jesus, who was to speak about his coming, was now in prison. And he was hearing about what Jesus was doing. But somehow inside him, he was still in doubt. Praise the Lord. So, when the enemy comes to you and tries to cast doubt on your position as a believer, on the works of God in your life, because, you see, the reality of our lives is that we're going to have challenges. That's why the Bible says, Jesus was made perfect, salvation was made perfect, even through suffering. And we've severally shared about suffering here. But some of those things are actually part of perfecting our experience as believers. Amen? Praise the Lord. But when we face with those challenges, we stand on the rock and declare this word. Amen? We speak to the situation and the power of God will come into, into operation. Amen? So, doubt sometimes can come. John also had the same experience. But the testimonies of God's goodness around us are there to testify of his power, to testify of his, of his anointing, to testify that indeed God is on his throne. Amen? So that's why sometimes when the enemy wants to say, why is this still not happening? It happened to the psalmist, by the way. He was in perfect will of God. He was, he was in faith. He was, he was strong in the spirit. But sometimes he had doubt. But then he arose and and declared his position as a believer. Amen? Praise the Lord. So when John was having that problem, he sent a message to John, I mean to Jesus. He said, are thou he that should come? <laughs> he was asking, are you the one that we are expecting? Praise the Lord. Or do we look for another one? Then Jesus answered and said unto them, go and show John again these things which ye do hear and see. Amen? Praise the Lord. He said, go and tell John, the evidence or the evidences of my deity and authority are, are there for everyone to hear and to see. Amen? He said, the blind receive their sight. According to Isaiah 51, the blind receive their sight. The lame walk. The lepers are cleansed. And the deaf hear, the dead are raised up, and the poor have the gospel preached to them. That was what Isaiah 61 was about. Amen? And blessed is he, whosoever shall not be offended in me. Praise the Lord. So he said to John, why are you asking? The evidences are there. Praise the Lord. And the same thing in our lives. When the enemy comes to come and shake us, to come and, you know, we need to look back and say, God, I know you are the Lord that called me unto yourself. You are the one that brought me unto yourself. You are the one that did this. You did this and this and this. You can remind God of the greatness of the things that he has done already. And even the things he has done in the life of others. That is the main reason why we have testimony times. So that your heart can be encouraged. You can say, if God has done it for A, he can do it for me. Amen? He can do it for you. The evidences are there. Praise the Lord. So we see that Jesus fulfilled his ministry. 
First, he knew his ministry. He knew the very reason why he was on earth. He said, for this very cause have I been made to stand in this hour. Then he, he encouraged himself and went to die. Then he, in dying, he fulfilled his calling. Amen? The Bible says, for this cause the Son of Man was manifested that we might be free from the works of the enemy. Praise the Lord. So the question you have for yourself also is, what is my calling? What is your purpose for living? Jesus had a clear purpose for living. His purpose for living was you and I. He came to die and he fulfilled that ministry. He said it to John here. You can see the evidences. And then he went on. But before he left, the Bible tells us here clearly he made a promise. He said, I will send the Comforter, the Holy Spirit. He will be in your life as well. The presence of the Spirit of God is the presence of power. Amen? It's the presence of the power of God. Amen? That is the only way we can live a successful life. It was only by the Spirit of God that Jesus was able to fulfill his ministry. We saw it. The promise came in Isaiah 11 too. We saw it in 61. Jesus understood it. He confessed it. And he, he fulfilled it. Amen? Praise the Lord. And so, the basic lesson or subject, point that the Lord is re-emphasizing to us this afternoon, He said, without me, you can do nothing. For without me, you can do nothing. Praise the Lord. The Spirit of God in our lives is a necessity. Amen? Many of us believers, when we talk about the Holy Spirit, speaking in tongues, some just say, I don't think we really need to do all this. <laughs> what is, this is not... Speaking in tongues is just one of the evidences. Amen? But the more important thing is the power that is demonstrated in your life. Praise the Lord. In the book of 1 Corinthians 4, Verse 20. It says, For the kingdom of God is what? Is not in word. You know, if Jesus had said to, to John, Yeah, but, uh, you know, if Jesus, you know, the only way Jesus could answer John, He said, Are you the one or shall we expect another? He said, The evidences are there. Amen. You ask yourself, are the evidences of God's power there in your life? If they are not, then you need to ask Him. Amen? You need to arise and let His power be demonstrated in your life. The Bible says, the kingdom of God is not in word, but in power. You see, the, the challenges will come. You're going to have issues. Some of them may, in fact, come to you, they may look very embarrassing. But the power of God is there to deal with them. Amen? It is not the fact that the, the challenges come. That's the issue. It's the fact that the power of God is there for you to exercise. Amen? Praise the Lord. He said this kingdom of God is not in word, but in power. In, verse, in chapter 2, verse 4. Same First Corinthians. It says, 
Paul was talking about his speaking. He said, and I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. That was Paul. And my speech and preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom. But what? But in the demonstration of the spirit and of what? And of power. Praise the Lord. The spirit of God in your life is the power of God. And let me tell you that's the truth. That power, that spirit is not just for me and the elders and the pastors or anyone that is. It is for all. It is the same power that was, you know, that's why the Bible says Elias was a man of what? Of like passion. But then he spoke, and what happened? And it came to pass. Amen? The same power, the Bible says the same power that raised Jesus from the dead works in you. Amen? So when we are talking about Holy Spirit, it's not because you just want to blow in tongues. That's, that, is the, that is speaking mysteries. It's part of the evidence of that spirit working in your life. Because the enemy cannot understand what you are speaking. You are in a special language with God. Amen? Praise the Lord. That is the spirit of power. And today we're, we're, our prayer is that the Lord will refresh us by His spirit. And begin to walk in, in that power and authority. In Luke 10.90, Jesus says, I give unto you power and what? And authority. The power is there. The authority also is there. The authority is the, the, the certificate. The, 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 I'm looking for another word. <laughs> it is, it is the, the seal indeed. Yeah, it is Jesus saying that you can use this power. It is the assurance that Jesus said you can use this power. You know, so that when you speak to the spirits, and, and all the demons, they have no, no, no chance. They have no other thing to do but to obey. Because Jesus has given you the what? The authority. The authority to use the power has been given unto you. Amen? And don't be intimidated. Don't let the enemy tell you, are you, are you, are you sure? Just like he was telling John. <laughs> are you sure? Are you sure this is the Messiah? And John had to go and ask Jesus. No. When you begin to exercise that authority and begin to see results, your faith is, is increased. Amen? And if he has healed you of headache, he can heal you of cancer. It's the same God. Praise the Lord. He says, I give you power and authority to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. All the power of the enemy. Praise the Lord. That is the work of the Spirit in our lives. It is a necessity for that reasons. John 15, 5. We're going to pray shortly. Time is always a challenge. John 15, 5. It says, Jesus says, I am the vine. No, we're talking about being like Jesus. He says, I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth what? much fruit. For without me, you can't do nothing. Praise the Lord. Are you trying to be like Jesus indeed? You can't do it by your own strength. You have to abide in Him. That's why, you know, that's why the Bible says the fruit of the Spirit is what? This, this, this. Much fruit. Amen? It is the fruit of the Spirit. It is not this, 
fruit of hard work. <laughs> it is not the fruit of struggle. It is the fruit of the Spirit. So, the work you really need to walk is the work of having the Spirit manifest daily in your life. Amen? And that work starts first with what? Surrender. Not my own, not my will. Jesus said, not my will. He said, let this come. You see, some of us will say, God, can I make it to heaven without being a Christian? Can I make it to heaven without doing this and this and this and this? Can I make it to heaven without having to do? You have to drop those things. You have to say, God, not my will, but I will be done. That's the work of the Spirit in our lives. And there are many areas we need that surrender. The first, the key surrender is the surrender of who? Of self. The only hindrance. You know, our pastor was praying. He says, all the hindrances should be removed. In fact, there is one foundational hindrance. And what is that hindrance? You. <laughs> self. That's the main hindrance. So the first thing you do every morning is what? Release yourself. Release yourself. Surrender yourself to the Spirit. The Holy Spirit have your way. Do your work today. And then the Spirit of God will begin to minister words into your mouth. And then you begin to speak. Begin to command the elements, command the issues, command the forces. And of course, when you command, you are also what? When, you see, for you to command effectively, I think we've said it several times, for you to command effectively, you have to be in obedience yourself. Amen? You must be responding to command as well. The Bible says, Jesus has commanded his disciples. See, after finishing commanding his disciples. Praise the Lord. If you are his disciples, you must be ready to obey commands. It's, like, it's an army. You know, in the army, they always obey the command. The army, and we are soldiers, right? How many of us are soldiers? It's a military structure here. Amen? Jesus is the commander. And he commands us through the Spirit in us. Amen? He speaks to us. And we have to walk in obedience. That is, that is really how we demonstrate submission. Amen? The only way we demonstrate surrender is through obedience. You cannot claim to be in obedience and submission. Sorry, you cannot claim, yeah, when you don't follow what he says. Praise the Lord. So the first thing we do is to submit ourselves. To his commandments. Praise the Lord. And the truth, the evidence of his power will be there in our lives. So we said the, the Spirit of God is our entitlement. In the book of Ephesians, verse 13, chapter 1, it says, In whom ye also trusted, that is in Jesus. After he heard the word of truth, the gospel of salvation. How many of us came to the Lord without hearing the gospel? <laughs> Praise the Lord. He said, the word of truth, the gospel of salvation, in whom also, after that ye believed, you were what? You were sealed. You were sealed with that Holy Spirit of what? Of promise. The Spirit of God is a promise of God to you. That when you receive Christ, you see, many people actually 
think that there needs to be some special you know, experience or operation for you to have the Spirit in your life. That's not true. The Spirit of God is released into your life. When you believe, the Spirit of God is released into your life. The full, but you may not be fully, totally, you know, conversant of the experience. That's where in the fullness it comes when you pray, like the disciples prayed. Amen? Disciples gather. The Bible says, Jesus says, gather yourself and I will send you the Spirit. At Pentecost, they received the fullness of the Spirit of God. And they started speaking in tongues. But right from the time you come to God, the Spirit of promise is there in your life. Amen? But you need to, to, to allow it to operate in its fullness. Amen? And you need to be conscious of it. You need to recognize it. You need to experience it. Praise the Lord. And that's why our pastor was leading us to do some two, three weeks back. Right? That is what we are yet going to do. And in fact, daily you need to do that. Praise the Lord. And you need to walk in obedience so that you don't grieve the Spirit. Because it is that Spirit that, what, that, is, that has sealed us. We have been sealed by that Spirit. Somewhere in Hebrews, I wish you can find it. It says in verse 6, God has made a promise. And God cannot fail in His promise. Amen? The Bible says, when men make a promise, in order for them to, to kind of seal that promise, they make a, a what? They make an oath. Sometimes when people want to really establish a covenant, an agreement, they seal it. Some even do it with their blood. They seal it with blood, Right? The Bible says in Hebrews 6, it says, For when God, verse 13, well, for when God made promise to Abraham, because he could not, he could swear by no greater, he swore by himself. There was nobody greater than God. So God cannot say, I swear by this that I will do it. No, he couldn't because there was no such person greater. It says, Surely, blessing, I will bless thee. Multiplying, I will multiply thee. That was how God established his promise with Abraham. In verse 17, he said, Wearing God, willing more abundantly to show unto the heirs of promise. Who are the heirs of promise? You. You know, he, when, he swore to, when he made a promise to Abraham, he just said, he said, I will bless you, I will multiply you. And ended there. But for us, in order to show his promise to us, through the immutability of his counsel, he confirmed it, what? By an oath. That by two immutable things in which it is impossible for God to lie, we might have a what? A strong consolation. So that we can lay hold upon the hope that is said before us. That sure consolation is the Spirit of God. That oath that God has made, that promise has made, in fulfilling it is to put the Spirit of God in our lives. Because the Bible says it is by that Spirit that we are sealed unto the day of redemption, unto the day of salvation, unto the day of our, of our manifestation. Amen? So to say. Amen? 
so that we can lay hold upon the hope that is set before us. There is no way we can make it to heaven. There is no way we can receive the hope of our salvation without the working of the Spirit in our lives on a daily basis. Praise the Lord. It is the sure foundation that we have. And in, if God has promised it, like he said here, he will do it. So, the Spirit of God is your entitlement. And it has been released already unto you by God. So, you need to begin to exercise that, that, that consciousness, that understanding, that experience, that relationship on a daily basis. Because the Spirit of God has distinct ministries to perform in our lives so that we can lay hold of the hope that is set before us. Amen? The Bible says, in, if we go back to Isaiah 11, besides the work of ministry, in verse 2, it says, And the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. Is the Spirit of what? Of wisdom. And it says, Wisdom is the principal thing. It says, Therefore, with all your strength, what? Get wisdom. And what? Get understanding. Amen? It is, this, it is the only way we can get the wisdom of God and understanding is by the Spirit of God. I'm saying it's the Spirit of wisdom and what? And understanding. The Spirit of counsel. There are so many scriptures we can refer to to, to buttress this, but time, time is not on our side anymore. It says the Spirit of counsel. Counsel means that you will know what to do. You are not confused in any situation. And there are going to be situations where we need counsel. You need guidance. You need direction. You need somebody to tell you how to move. Many of us rely only on others. By the Spirit of God telling us, bro, this is it. It is good. The Bible says in the multitude of counselors, there is well, safety. That is right. But we must also develop the ability spiritually to understand the things of God and the purpose of God and hear Him speak to us. Amen? Praise the Lord. It's the spirit of counsel. In Isaiah 30, let me just quickly, um, in Isaiah 30, 21, He says, and thine ears shall hear a word. You know, some people say, you know, how does the Spirit of God speak? How does God speak to us? He says here, and your ears shall do what? Shall hear a word behind you saying, this is the way. Walk ye in it. Praise the Lord. We can actually hear God speak to us in our spirit. In fact, the Bible says here that your ear will hear it. Amen? This is the way to go. Walk in it. Praise the Lord. It's the spirit of counsel. It's the spirit of might. That is power. We've said that already. The spirit of might and power. It's the spirit of knowledge, understanding, and revelation of the purpose and counsel of God. Of the things of God. As you read these scriptures, the spirit of God ministers to you. And tells you 
certain things. That's why it's important that we make a habit of studying the scriptures. He will teach you the word of God by the spirit of God. It's the spirit of the fear of the Lord. Amen? The Bible says the fear of the Lord is what? It's wisdom. And the knowledge of the holy is what? It's understanding. It's all by the spirit of God. I don't think we have much time, but these are the ministries that will ask the Lord to refresh us by His Spirit today. Let's rise up. Let's rise up as we pray. If there be any way we have grieved the Holy Spirit through disobedience, we'll start by confession today. If you have in perpetual disobedience, the Spirit of God speaks to you. You know it. Just say to God, Lord, I surrender. I surrender this day. I surrender myself afresh. I surrender myself afresh. I surrender myself afresh. I release myself unto the working of your Spirit in my life. Lord, I do not want to be in disobedience anymore. Refresh me afresh. In Jesus' name we pray. I want you to ask God... Fill me afresh this day. Fill me afresh this day. I bring my vessel empty. I bring my vessel empty before you. Not half filled. Empty me of anything that is hindering your work in my life. Hey, empty me of myself. Fill me afresh this day. Fill my cup, Lord. I lift it up, Lord. Come and quench this testing of my soul. Bread of heaven, fill me till I want no more. Fill my cup, fill it up and make me whole. Make me whole, fill my cup, Lord. I lift it up. I want you to lift up your lift up your hand, lift up your heart. Open your heart unto God and say, Lord, fill me afresh. Fill me afresh by your Spirit. Oh, fill me afresh. Fill me afresh, oh God. Oh, the emptiness. The emptiness, the darkness, cause your spirit to fill me afresh. Oh, fill my cup, Lord, fill my cup, Lord. I lift it up, Lord. Come and quench the thirsting of my soul. Bread of Oh, 
blessing of my soul. Bread of heaven, fill me till I want no more. In the book of Ezekiel, the Lord said, I will take away your hearts of stone, and I will give you a heart of flesh. If you have the heart of stone, you cannot be tested. If you have a heart of stone, you will become someone that condemns. You can show a holy countenance, but deep inside, like the Lord Jesus said, you can be a sepulcher. I want us to pray this afternoon and say, Lord, take away the heart of stone. Everything in my life that has not allowed me to show the same compassion that you have for souls. Father, today take it away. That is the only way my cup can be filled by you. Because until you give me a heart of flesh, I cannot absorb the love that you want to pour into my life. Father, take away my heart of stone. Give me a heart of flesh. Open your mouth and start to cry unto him right now. Cry unto him. Oh, Father, we ask for your mercy. Help us, Lord, to show the world the face that you want, you want us to show. Help us to show the world the face that you want them to see. Father, help us to get rid of our self-importance, our self-righteousness, our, our condemning nature. Oh, Lord, give us a heart of flesh. The Lord, you will use us for your glory. That is our only desire. We glorify your holy name. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Mighty and everlasting Father, thou King of glory. All glory must be unto you. Father, for without you we are nothing. We thank you for the words that has come forth from your throne this afternoon. And Father, we ask that these words will not come back to you void. But Lord, they will start to establish that which you have sent them to establish in our lives in the name of Jesus. Father, our desire is to be like the Lord Jesus. But Lord, if we carry around our baggage, if we carry around our burden without dropping it at, his, at, at the feet of the Lord, we cannot be like Him. Lord, as we have heard today, we desire, Lord, that the grace to move from our self-appointed position to where you have ordained for us to be, that, Lord, you will grant us that grace from today in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, fill us with your glory. Fill us with your mercy. Fill us with your anointing. Fill us with your power. Fill us with your compassion for others. Fill us with a desire to show the world that indeed Jesus is the Lord of our lives. And he's the Lord of this world. We glorify you, mighty King, because we believe that you are doing it already. Our constant prayer has been that we will come into your presence and not live the same. We thank you because the same has happened again today. We worship you, Lord, for this week because it is a week of glory and a week of anointing. We thank you, Daddy, because testimony shall abound. We thank you because every hindrance or obstacle has been removed. The authority that we have in the name of Jesus will shine for this week in the mighty name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, because it is done. In Jesus' name we have prayed. And we share the grace. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, 
and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit rest and abide with us now and forevermore. Amen. Surely, goodness and mercy is following us all the days of our lives. And we are dwelling in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. He will never fail. Let's sing it. I just keep trusting my Lord as I walk along. I just keep trusting my Lord and it gives me a song. So the storm clouds darken the sky. Oh, the heavenly grace. I just keep trusting my Lord. He will never fail. He's the faithful friend. He's a faithful friend. Such a faithful friend. I can count on him to the very end. So the song sounds dark in the sky. Oh, the heavenly praise. I just keep trusting my Lord. He will never fail. I just keep trusting my Lord, He will never fail. Praise the Lord.